The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples went home, and the crowd came together again so that they could not even eat. And when his friends heard it, they went out to seize him, for they said, He is beside himself. The Gospel of the Lord. So it's a very brief but very important gospel passage uh, today. So if we look first, uh, we can kind of set the interpretation, if we will, from the first reading. And what we see here happening is that uh, David learns of the news of the death of Saul. And in some of the other accounts, we know that also the one who brings the news of that death was expecting that David would rejoice at this news. But immediately he laments. The same thing happens at the death of Absalom, you know, who was pursuing, uh, coming after David to kill him. When David learns of the death of his son, his army returns rejoicing, thinking that he will rejoice, but he mourns, he weeps. And so he has these unexpected reactions in his life that are not in, co in, kind of in conformity with what people would have expected, but actually reveal something of the heart of God. And so that God does not rejoice in the death even of those who are his enemies, but rather desires that they return and, are, and have life. And so David mourns for Saul and for Jonathan. He mourns for their death. Even though they persecuted him, he constantly forgives them. We've seen throughout all the accounts that we've had in this week, every attempt that Saul has made upon David's life, he has never retaliated with violence against Saul. And he has always appealed to Saul to this conversion of heart that they might have a relationship of love again. And so what happens is, is that it is this expectation when it is broken, this causes some people to be amazed at David, but it causes others to be angry with him. And so what we see here in the gospel is something now in its fulfillment in Christ. So what has happened is, if you want to situate this in, in the life of Christ, this is the beginning, it's about to be the beginning of his second mission of preaching. So he's gone out and he's done this full kind of mission band of preaching and he's returned home where he is living now, which is in Capernaum, right by the Sea of Galilee. And so he has come back and he is about to begin that second mission. And in this first mission, he has accumulated many followers. And those who have left him have been few. But in the second mission that he goes out on, we start to see that the Pharisees and the scribes begin to have more and more impact on the people, and the people begin to leave him. We know eventually that the greatest exodus of followers from the Lord is when he will preach about the Eucharist. And when he preaches on the Eucharist, then many of his followers will leave him, thinking he is out of his mind, thinking he has gone crazy, right? And yet the irony is that what, I mean, the translation here says he is beside himself, but it's properly interpreted he is out of his mind. They think that he has lost his mind. And so it is this type of spirit that is beginning to question the works of Jesus as he steps beyond people's expectations. He's not exactly what they expect of him, and especially his relatives, his relatives and friends, those who have known him for his whole life. All of a sudden now he's kind of stepping out of what they know of him. In a certain sense, he's not out of his mind, he's out of their minds, right? 
He's beyond their expectations. He's doing things that are surprising to them. And it is all of these things that either cause people to become more attracted to the Lord or they begin to reject Him. And so this is what we are faced with in the gospel today, which is that He has gone home and those who know Him, or they think that they know Him, but they know Him only as man. They do not yet know Him completely as God. And this can be amongst His friends and His relatives. They think that they know Him the best, whereas in fact what is happening here is is that they show themselves to know Him the least. Whereas those who are flocking to Christ, they are the ones who know Him better. They've experienced the wonders of His healing. They've experienced the profundity of His teaching. They've experienced the wonder of what it is just simply to be in His presence. And they are all flocking to Him. And they are wanting to receive this from Christ to such an extent that they'll not even leave Him alone to eat. And yet His relatives cannot understand this. And so what they want to do is protect the natural life of Christ. And they want to put a stop to all of this supernatural life that is pouring out from him upon the souls that are coming to him. And so very simply for us, I think the question that we can always ask ourselves is that are we constantly surprised by Christ? Do we think that we know him? We know him, we put him in a box, and then we never investigate him anymore. We never look more deeply into the mystery that is Jesus Christ. Or are we open to be surprised by him, to read through the Gospels and be re-amazed, if you will, at Christ himself? Be re-amazed at the simple acts in the Gospel and see their profundity and their depth. We are called to assume that we do not yet know Christ fully. We cannot. He is infinite. And so he is infinitely revealing himself to us through the Scriptures, and through the church. And we are called to constantly encounter him daily and to enter ever more deeply into the mysteries that are his life and be amazed at them and not to be scandalized by these things, but to be drawn more closely to the Lord and not to think that he is, again, outside of his mind or has gone crazy, but rather simply that he is revealing these depths of of his infinite person And so we are called through the gospel to come to Christ and not to hinder his going or his feeding of anyone else. We are called to place that divine life, that spiritual life, over and above the natural life. And if we truly want to be friends and relatives of Christ, bound together by his blood, then we are called to encourage this type of witness that he is going to go out and proclaim on this mission that he will set out from, from Capernaum again, to proclaim the good news. And he will continue to draw souls to him who are amazed by him. But unfortunately, there will also be souls who are scandalized by him because he goes beyond what they think he should be. Amen.